0: What's up, Dashley family? Welcome back to Big Little Life with the Dashleys. Today is something different. We asked all of our Instagram followers while we were actually filming our other podcast, Taking Sides with the Dashleys. Have you heard it? Have you listened to it? What do you think? Did you leave a review? We asked while we were recording that podcast for people to send us what they wanted to ask us for this podcast we
1: wanted to do an ask us anything for this podcast it's been a while since we've done this these are really fun for us to just like ask or answer any question out there so we've only asked this like what an hour ago do we have mm-hmm. a lot of answers yeah, already we have a ton oh wow awesome
0: okay so we're just going to go right through this get right into this and try and hit as many of your questions as we qu- as we can
1: rapid fire
0: question number one from the smitty life where would you live in the u.s if you could afford any location on an orchard.
1: Only one choice.
0: I don't know what state this exists in, but I want a very temperate climate with a fruit orchard and a lot of land. I think it's Texas. I really think it's Texas though. Texas? I think, I
1: think. <laughs> if you're listening and you know where that could exist, let us know.
0: A lot of land where you can grow fruit trees slash any sort of like citrusy, like more tropical trees. And it needs to be affordable. And, and a
1: beach close by a college nearby right? and a beach and a college nearby
0: yeah there you go okay that's, that's Ashley. i don't know where that is what's
1: mine um
0: the top of a mountain by a ski resort
1: gosh i seriously think mine is jackson Hole, wyoming uh jackson wyoming or,
0: or sun valley
1: sun valley freaking love that place or out there next to heber um
0: yeah that's pretty
1: it's just in heber utah what the heck why can't i think of it midway midway yeah, yeah okay midway utah so those
0: are our dream places they're more of like
1: and they're exactly opposite <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no i want land actually Ashley, <laughs> Ashley just wants. um i love yours too i want i want a place where we can do that but i just want to be have a ski resort close by
0: i know I hate,
1: if there's a place that can do all ski of resorts these things for
0: <laughs> taking you from my dream location
1: look we can if she said budget's on an issue. We can live anywhere as long as we do a few ski vacations every year. There we go. Okay, perfect.
0: Okay, next one. Professor underscore murder. I don't know about this one. Says I can't tell if you support a Trump <laughs> if you support Trump or not.
1: Neither well, do we. Neither do we. <laughs> next question. <laughs> okay,
0: this is from Jin Jerilax. What was each of your favorite hobbies before you met? I love to garden and to read. And that's it. To bathe in the sun.
1: Garden read and bathe in the sun. yeah My favorite hobbies before we met were biking. I had a BMX bike. Um
0: I thought it was his like when he showed it to me. I thought that was the bike he got as his first bike.
1: I actually didn't know what a BMX bike was. He just they thought it was so like small. a little kid's bike. <laughs> and uh mountain biking and also playing the guitar and the drums. Okay. I have since sold my drum set. Sad story. I didn't
0: make him do it. He she didn't
1: make me do it. We were just in little apartments and we had forever. To move. And someday I will buy a new drum set.
0: Yes, you will. Okay. Hannah straight. Do you guys think you will have more kids? We just don't know. Go listen to Taking Sides to hear more about that.
1: <laughs> um, possibly. One more. Maybe. Whether it's natural or adopting. In the J- near or distant future.
0: Jolmes8 says, Is the trade of privacy... Is the trait of privacy worth the ability to make a living vlogging? How do you keep privacy for kids?
1: Good question.
0: We don't know all the answers to this yet because we're just in it and we haven't really experienced. We're in this like wonderful place where our like the people who watch our vlogs and who follow us are like truly people who like us and love us. I know like a lot of people who have bigger followings on social media platforms like YouTube and Facebook bigger than us experience a lot of trolls and hate. Um, and we just haven't experienced that a ton yet
1: that reminds me of what americana said at cvx live oh yeah we were this is the best comment i've ever had he was like hey what's up guys what's your channel and we're like we're the Dashleys." americana was uh just like a superstar dancer on tiktok and he was on america's got talent right so so
0: everyone's in booths all the people who are who have a social media channel who came to cvx to meet up with with People who follow them. Uh-huh. are so much
1: fun. We, we love meeting so many of you bits. guys. But Merrick, he's right next to he us, and the, you kind of get to know the, the star next to you. And so he's like, What's your guys' channel? And he looked us up. And <laughs> after read, scrolling through the comment section, he was like, Wow, you guys have the most, most wholesome, wholesome section comment section I've, I've ever, ever seen. <laughs> and I love that. That yeah. was like the coolest comment because that means that our followers are just legit, real, kind, loving people, and they are just the best. We love you guys.
0: Yeah, as far as privacy, um, like obviously we don't want to be recording our kids every moment of their life. We don't want them to grow up with a camera in their face. So we set boundaries as far as when we're recording and when we're not recording
1: we don't ever we never ever ever film something we think they would be embarrassed about later like some family vlogs i think this is more in the past a lot of people are getting on board with this but don't show kids like crying or talk about like i don't know like like,
0: discipline diapers or or
1: disciplining them on camera stuff like that just like things that they would be embarrassed about later in life we never ever film that we We don't film them with their shirts off or like very rarely, if it is like not even putting your shirt on. No, like
0: even George, when yeah. we go swimming, he's or like
1: swimming. in their beds, like we don't ever want to show them in their beds. Um, there may have been one or two times, but we're like always mindful we're of that. We're way more
0: strict now. So we just try and keep it very, like when we're filming, we're filming. And when we're not filming, we're not filming.
1: We it- never show the full front of our, what our house looks like. I mean, if you watch the vlogs, you know the house color. But we've never shown the full, what the house looks like. And we never say like exactly where we live and um i think like it's that. more
0: like i guess my interpretation of the question is more because there's a camera and we're filming and posting there is a definite lack of privacy um you just have to be aware of what you're sharing and be comfortable with it and like i know what i'm comfortable sharing and i know what down's comfortable sharing we don't really know what our kids are comfortable sharing so we're much more on the
1: that's why they're not the stars of our show too yeah it's like me and ashley are the main characters well ashley's the main main character (laughs) it's about us and like our kids are a fun part of it but we never want to like make them perform for a vlog right like like we just did the male vlog for example and george wasn't feeling it so he he went downstairs and watched a show yeah like it's obviously funner if george is there opening packages with us having a fun time but he wasn't feeling it for a lot of it so he was gone. And right. when he it's, was ready, we brought him back, but we're not like forcing our kids to do anything. It's not his job.
0: It's, it's our job. And it's the thing that we do for our family to support ourselves, but it's not the thing that George does for our family. Like George does not support us. Mm-hmm. That's not on him to like make a good flog.
1: And if people don't like, like it, that the kids aren't in there as much, like we don't care. <laughs> like it's not like we would, we would find another job if it came to that point. Like, it's not about our kids. We're not going to exploit our kids.
0: Yeah. So w- as far as the kids, it's more of their happy moments are on the vlogs. And we
1: want to show us together as a family. Uh-huh. Like we never make them like it's they have to perform or else we don't have a vlog. Like we never are in that situation.
0: Yeah. So we're we try and be pretty careful as far as what we show. Um, I would just never want George or James to be like 19 years old and just so embarrassed. Like us. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to become as they get older. Well,
1: they'll need to um, choose for themselves if they want to be on the vlog.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like
1: we just show basics, like things that are super fun and cute. Like, and when they get older, like they'll choose for themselves if they want to show more.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, how did you meet from Nicole Fishman? We, we how do we meet? The, we'll, we'll keep this quick. Cause we've talked about it a lot. We met, we were camp counselors, BYU, the college where I went to, Dallin was, had gotten a job with with this camp and EFY it's called EFY. And I had gotten a job too. Um, and we just met working this camp. We were counselors at like a youth camp. It's kind of like vacation Bible school, but it's called EFY and BYU puts it on. I don't even think they do it anymore. So that's sad, but
1: it's just changed. The church sponsors it now officially from the church. I don't know. I think you still have counselors and everything, but someday Ashley, and I want to go back as teachers, not as counselors, kind of like um, where the counselors take their kids to so classes and we want to be teachers together. Yeah, that they were, really fun.
0: So there's a lot of fun stuff. And then there was also like a religious teaching aspect of EFY where you could go and learn more about like the teachings of Jesus and the Bible and just like all the books of scripture that we as members of the church of Jesus Christ read. Um, so it'd be really fun to go back as teachers. I am reading, Talon's reaching for my I phone. I want to
1: answer, I want to ask you some questions first.
0: Talon took my phone.
1: All right. Do you miss being in the classroom? Will the kiddos eventually go to a regular school?
0: Oh, okay. From I'll Lowry like Turnman. Super mean. Frank. I don't miss being in the classroom. I miss my students, but I don't miss working in a school. And I think only a teacher would really understand what that means. Maybe I
1: understand what it means. You just the the system is like
0: I just felt very like under respected and overworked as a teacher.
1: Say that again. I I was talking, that's important to hear.
0: Under respected or under appreciated, appreciated and overworked. And I felt like the school districts were cutting budgets and cutting uh, jobs of people who were integral to the school working and to meeting the needs of students and just expecting teachers to do like um, AIDS, like AIDS and and classroom helpers for um, kids who definitely needed one. I worked at a school that didn't have a music teacher and didn't have a PE teacher and that's fine. But like, and like as a teacher, I never ate lunch because I had two kindergarten classes that I was teaching and I had to get them on and off their, uh, pickup like the car pickup in Utah they do half day kindergarten so I taught a morning class and an afternoon class and the school district had fired all of the aides who were supposed to help the kids get onto this their cars for the half hour of when I would usually be eating lunch so I just never ate lunch for two years and I never had a bathroom break and I never I spent so much money on stuff um I don't know like I just was really disappointed in things so it was i don't know i think all so te- you don't miss it i think all teachers should have an aid and uh, yeah i think teachers it's should, only
1: the, the next generation that you're developing not that big a deal and i
0: think teachers should get more than like a hundred dollars of money to spend on a classroom for a year
1: seriously yeah a lot of things that i it's just so sad how small the budget is for
0: i mean for like schools. schools in georgia when i was a student teacher there That's not how it is in Utah, but in Georgia, they had to have their kids bring copy paper in because the school districts wouldn't provide copy paper. So if you wanted to like have worksheets to hand out, you had to either buy your own copy paper or have students bring them in and like, they don't bring them in enough.
1: So it's just dumb.
0: So I don't miss being a teacher and I don't think my kids will go to a regular school. Um, We've looked into Montessori preschool for George. He's still kind of young and... He's not potty trained so it's not really an option right now but I, is it
1: that you think that like is this just because it's something you want to take on yourself and you have the the preparation to do it or or why
0: i mean like i don't want to offend anyone i think school is a really great option i just don't think it's the best option and i don't necessarily think homeschool is the best option either but i think it's a better option for me, for my kids than public school. I just felt like a lot of kids were underserved, whether that was, they were being held back because it was too hard to like meet their higher needs. Like they had higher abilities than the majority of the class, or they weren't being helped enough Uh, like as a teacher, you're supposed to help each student individually. And there's just a point where you're not able to, because there's 30 kids and one teacher, like there's only so much you can do and there's only so much that you can like serve the one. So I don't know. I felt like a lot of the class was just writing the, writing the average, like, like keeping. And I, that's probably not every teacher. And I, like, I was a really good teacher and my kids were always, like performing really well it just was sad sometimes to look at a kid who could do more or who was bored and not be able to like really help them blossom and it was sad to look at a kid who was struggling not because i wasn't teaching them well but because they didn't
1: have all the attention that they deserved. or they, they just needed. they
0: weren't made for a classroom setting so
1: like gary vaynerchuk I don't like, He always talks about how he did horrible in school and was a dropout, but that's because he was destined to be an entrepreneur and he built his own company, like multiple companies. And he's just a wildly successful entrepreneur now and is a huge social media influencer.
0: I just, I think schools are doing a really good job. Like society needs schools. Um, I just think, I just value things like play and free time. And I just think being a kindergarten teacher, that kindergartners need to have more play than they're given in a school setting. So, and like, I, but these are just my thoughts. They're not the world's thoughts. And everyone has the option to do whatever they want. And I'm just choosing not to go the public school Like
1: forever? Or do you think like junior high, high school?
0: I don't know. I don't, I haven't like made that decision, but for lower elementary grades. And you know what? I could change my mind. Like I'm not so opposed to public school that I would never do it. I just... I just, I don't, I just want different things for my kids. And I think every parent does. And that's why we live in America where you can make that choice, whether or not what school you want to send your kids to and how you want to do all that stuff. So.
1: Good answer. Well, I think a lot of people will appreciate your insights because you've been there. Like you were a teacher. So.
0: I mean, like, let me be very clear. Like, kindergarten, like it was very fun. Like the kids, it was, it's not like a miserable experience. I don't want anyone to feel bad for sending their kids to school. I'm just like an educator at heart and I'm like super passionate about these things. And I just have the means and the time to like create my own like preschool and kindergarten setting and go to co-op. And like, I don't work out of the home so I can do these things that a lot of people can't do. But like very clearly, I think school is a wonderful thing and beautiful things happen in classrooms and like magic is there. It's just like, there's, I just, it's not the route we're taking.
1: Cool. Good question.
0: Next. Okay. Do you drink alcohol?
1: No, no we do not.
0: We don't. So. It's a
1: personal choice and it is a choice. Uh, well, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and we are counseled to not drink alcohol. So yeah, it's like, for health reasons and for religious reasons.
0: Okay, next question. What are the kids going to be for Halloween this year? Hmm, We got a
1: few. Coming up in the mail vlog, you'll see we got a few outfits. We got a few. I'm not sure.
0: I need to think about it. I like to make our outfits. Yeah. And I like to use clothes that we can wear. Like if you saw our last one, we were Care Bears and we all got like these cute pajamas. I like it. I don't like to go to Party City. I like to get like some nice, some fun clothes. I don't even know how to say this i like to go to primary.com and see they have like a whole Halloween section and then I, they have like these really colorful basics. And then I like to use those clothes for the rest of the year. So if you want to do that with me, you go to primary.com and they have really cool basics and they have Halloween ideas for all of the basics, like the t-shirts and jackets and pants that they have in all different colors of the rainbow. So I like to do that so we can use the clothes during fall and winter
1: there we go there you go practical i don't know
0: how long my kids will let me do that but that's what i like to do <laughs> okay next one says hey from australia what's your favorite movies love christy and maddie
1: favorite movie uh we watched harry
0: potter last night
1: yeah i, think I they just need to after reading those. They, that would be so cool if they remade those and spent a little more time maybe like the longer books or we're just more had,
0: true to the book
1: yeah yeah I just, after having read the book and then watched the movie right afterwards, it's like, well, there went four chapters in two minutes. You That's why
0: I've never liked the fourth movie. I just seems a lot because darker than the book so was. so much out. Yeah. And it, yeah. So I guess what's our, well, we we've watched, said the one
1: that we don't like. <laughs> I don't
0: know if I have a favorite movie. Movies are hard for me. Like, I don't know. I love all the girly ones like Pride and Prejudice and Anne of Green Gables and, but I think our favorite favorites are TV shows like Parks and Rec and The Office and Cops, Life <laughs> Life PD on YouTube. Yeah,
1: uh, if I were to pick a movie, or like you, the one that have. comes to mind first is Dumb and Dumber, just because I've watched that so many times in my childhood and it's super hilarious. Also, Anchorman. Um, But if I'm just talking about favorite movie lately, which might be another good way to approach it, I have been watching Between Two Ferns, the movie on Netflix. I just love Zach Galifianakis so much. He's so funny. And uh, so that's what I've been watching lately. And it's hilarious. Just as funny as all of his episodes of Between the Two Ferns. It's like Will Ferrell is his boss at this little production company. And he sets us up specifically with all of his ins with celebrities to talk to Zach Galifianakis. And he knows, like Zach's boss knows that everybody's laughing at Zach and how like ridiculous he is. But Zach is in his own little world thinking that he is like this big shot show host. (laughs) It's pretty funny. You should watch it. We started it last night, but you fell asleep real fast. I always do. I fell asleep super fast too.
0: Okay. J.Tay. I wonder if that's the guy. I know him. Oh, nope. I have a friend named James Tacey, and I thought that might have been him, but it's not. It's a girl. Okay. What is the story of your first date? The story of our first date is... I don't know, because we were working together. So it went from working together to just liking each other to working together and then making out at night. There was not like a lot of first dates happening. It was...
1: Would it be when we went and hung out with Jordan and Allie?
0: Probably... Our friends, Jordan and Allie.
1: Did we make dinner at their house? Or did we go to dinner? No. Or was it just after dinner? I
0: think we just hung out.
1: I think it's because it was after EFY, right? Or was it the weekend?
0: It was during EFY.
1: So it was just like late that night. No, we couldn't have left. No, it was was between sessions. Yeah,
0: it was between when the kids were. Yeah,
1: so we just went over to our friends, uh, Jordan and Allie's house and hung out and watched a movie and we snuggled. Yep. And you were wearing a bright orange shirt with like the duck spray painted on the side and I thought it was super cute.
0: Oh, I stole that from my friend and then she stole it back. Dang it. It was the best t-shirt.
1: I loved that shirt.
0: <sighs> okay. What are your love languages? I don't know. I think I'm ser- acts of service and quality time.
1: Ashley actually love this when I do things for her.
0: But I think it's because it allows me to have quality time. I think they work together.
1: It's everybody has like, I mean, there's just a primary love language. It's but that's not like, why
0: I think I love acts of service so much.
1: So you think acts of service is your primary? No,
0: I think I love them secondary because they allow me to So quality have,
1: time is your primary and acts of service is a close second.
0: Because it enables quality time because then go. I'm done and I can like, if you help clean up or if you, if I'm like going to go fold laundry and then I walk in and you've already done it. I'm like, oh, now we can go have quality time.
1: My primary love language is words of affirmation. Just when Ashley says, points out something good that I did or just something like positive about me or affirms me in some way, I just really, really, really appreciate that. And I love it. And close second is physical touch. It's tied. It's tied, <laughs> says Ashley. <laughs> um, yeah. what? Keep it
0: going. Lexi Simmons said, what tools did you use that helped George talk so well? Everyone always credits me with this and they think I did this to him. And I really think like every kid develops differently. I did do things that I hoped would help. Like I read a lot to him, but. For the record, Ashley
1: fought this forever. George would cry George and cry books. at night as Ashley tried to read to her. And I was like, Ashley, come on, just let him cry it out for a little bit. He needs to go to sleep. We should have some time alone without kids before we're dead tired. And I was like, and Ashley no. was like I will fight this. I will read and to him. So, like, here we are a few years later. George loves reading books at night and he's always been like, come read a book with me and snuggle. And so I love it now. It's like the cutest thing. And George really loves reading books, and I do. As, like you're being humble. I think. I think that that reading books to George has has been one of the biggest things. Also, I think George is probably a genius, and it's just developing faster than average. Everybody develops at their own pace.
0: Well, language skills. And
1: please don't compare your child to George okay, or anybody on, else. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Language skills have nothing to do with intelligence. Really? Uh huh. Like that's a different. I mean, I mean, maybe. Like,
1: Stephen Hawking. No, I just know
0: like kindergarten, like it's like a different part of your brain, like the ability to like speak. It's like developmental. So I wouldn't classify George as a genius just because he speaks really well. Um, I guess
1: that's a good distinct distinction. I don't don't know. I could be
0: very wrong about that, but I just know. That's just you guessing. No, I know in kindergarten, like if a kid couldn't like it's not a big issue. I don't know. Like they all develop so differently, but like give them all a year and they're all pretty much on the same level. Um, I don't know. Like development happens so sp- differently in every kid up in like in, out ad- in like early childhood, but like by the age of five, they're all pretty similar. Kind of, I think oh. he's very smart. Like, I think he's super smart. We've always read books to him. I try and read good books to him with really good language. Like we call, I call it like reaching. So there's like on level, and then there's language that's kind of a reach for him. So I try and read books that are a, a little bit high level for him. So he's hearing bigger words and better sentences and getting more vocabulary exposure. But
1: one of his books last night had the word opined in it.
0: Nice. That's what I like. Yeah.
1: That somebody gifted us that book.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I always I baby carried him a lot. I heard that could help with language skills because they hear you talking they're always hearing you talking um so i did that a lot i don't know like he's always just been right attached to us so he's heard a lot of talking i talk on the phone a lot i don't know like i talk to him a you lot you do
1: talk to your sister jill a lot on the phone and he was right next to like you when like when he was day. little little and seriously every day you're talking to, to me. jill
0: yeah so i don't i don't know um i don't know he just talks really well. We'll see how James is. Like she's getting a lot. She talks more than George did at that, at her age. George got very, George was very quiet and wouldn't talk for a long time. He like, when he was like a year, he started mimicking sounds and trying, he would say Luna and mom and dad. And then he just went quiet and he wouldn't ever mimic. Or if I said, say something, he would never say it. And then he just started talking all of a sudden a ton he was super quiet for a long time. And James isn't like that. So I really just think it's something in their brains, like turning on and turning off at different times and just growing. Okay. That was a lot. What would you say is the hardest part about having your vlog or podcast who just trying to like get everything?
1: The hardest part was when for me, when we were recording the day before we posted it,
0: yeah. That was really hard.
1: That was super hard. Now we're a few vlogs ahead and I'm not always stressing the day before, like we got to finish this vlog so we can post it tomorrow. Cause our schedule is posting three days a week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And it's just, it was a constant source of stress, always needing to get the vlog done today so we can post it tomorrow. But now that we're a few ahead, man, it has been so freaking relaxing.
0: So a few ahead means we've, Like we have vlogs ready to post. the vlog coming
1: out, the vlog that came out today we filmed last week.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So we don't have to, like today we're not filming, but we're still posting tomorrow. So that's just a new feeling, being able to do that. Uh Uh-huh. Or not today. Today we're not filming. Maybe we will. I mean, I don't know. But
1: it's not like we need to. You and know?
0: tomorrow we don't have to film and but we'll still have a vlog to post the next day.
1: Yeah. That's it's so relaxing. That was like a constant source of stress for me. What about you, Ash?
0: Um, the hardest part about vlogging, I think everyone thought we were nuts for a long time. I struggle a lot with giving away privacy to people I know. What, what do you if mean? If that makes sense. Like I don't like people who I don't know. Um, Like the, like Dashley family members who I've never met. I know they're there and like, I, I, I feel like a friendship to them, but like, I'm just a shy kind of reserved, quiet person at heart. So it's hard for me to know that like people who I know and who I am like, like family members and all that, who I normally wouldn't share like those aspects of my life with now know them kind of, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a very private person. In my circle of, I feel like the people who I know, like in person, like neighbors who know we vlog and family members, like normally wouldn't know as much as they know about me. Mm-hmm. And now they do. Yeah. So sometimes it's weird. It is,
1: I, I see what you mean now. Like our neighbors, uh-huh. um, like know everything that goes on inside or our like, house when it's not normal that, you like know, those kind of your things. Your
0: mom and my mom know when we have a fight or know, like, yeah. like all of the things feelings that i go through and stuff and like i normally wouldn't share that with my mom or your mom uh-huh. and they just know it. or my dad for that matter and now they all know everything or your uncle like things that normally they wouldn't know about me it's now like open and inf- it's like open. i get what you mean yeah. yeah
1: yeah i think everybody relate to that
0: uh-huh
1: all right next question why did you call why do you call your daughter james
0: <laughs> i hate this question And I just I hate it because I feel like we need to defend it and we don't like I named James James for the same reason I named George George like it's a name we liked and that's the name we chose for our daughter and I think it's a great name.
1: If you get past the fact that most it's mostly a guy's name I think it's a pretty cute name for a girl.
0: Yeah and she's gonna be fine. It's not gonna ruin her life. She has two other names to choose from if it does.
1: Her other first name is Josephine. She has two first names and her middle name is Brighton. So if she really hates it, she can just go with a different one. But I think it's a great name. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Next. What was your first job, Ash?
0: I worked for my dad. it was like What'd you do? I don't even know what I did. Um, I honestly think it was like my mom trying to get us out of the house. So I just like I answered phone calls sometimes. My dad owned like a technology like a small business. I don't know why he would let me do that.
1: Like it's his business.
0: I don't know why he would let us like answer the phone for him. And we like cleaned the office. Um, and then I worked at Cold Stone, which was more fun than that, than working at my dad's.
1: Did you get a lot of free ice cream?
0: Yeah, I got a lot of free ice cream. It was really bad for me because I'm fairly lactose intolerant.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You still ate it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I gained like 20 pounds.
1: Uh, my first job was working. Well, I mean, like if we're first just counting job jobs, like when I turned 16, it was working at Red Robin and I was a busser. I bust the dishes, clean the tables.
0: He loves that place to this day. It's
1: I love their hamburgers and the French fries. The fry sauce is the best secret. Did you know that their fry says is only mayonnaise and their barbecue sauce mixed together? Their fry sauce is the <laughs> best dipping sauce in the world. And it's only their barbecue sauce and mixed with mayonnaise.
0: I hate it sauces you do i do you don't know this about me
1: you always dip your chick-fil-a in sauce what do you mean
0: barely you
1: hate the amount of sauce that i use no i
0: like ketchup and barbecue sauce but i basically hate everything else
1: okay i guess you speak in like in general terms a lot more (laughs) i do i hate
0: but i hate them
1: so, like, you just said you hate all sauces, but then you said you like barbecue and ketchup. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I was like, all the different it. sauces, like, all of the things people do and make.
1: Oh, well, I'm a man of many sauces. My
0: second job was at Quiznos, and... Is that why you hate sauces? I was in charge of getting the huge vats of sauce into the tiny little squeezer bottles. See?
1: Context. There we go.
0: Fun fact, Quiznos did not, not own, like, a funnel of any sort, so it was just a huge, gross mayonnaise mess. <laughs> See, Every this is time. good for me
1: to know. <laughs> okay, best advice on how to give each other space. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, in a relationship, how to give each other space?
0: I don't know.
1: I I don't, it's I don't understand. It's hard. I feel like, like we're really good them- at
0: giving each other space. I know we, like, have said we worked on it. But when I wasn't good at giving down space, it was because I was, like, in the depths of despair of postpartum. And I, like, needed anything but space. So i don't know just be chill and i
1: guess not having any expectations
0: have interests like if you're feeling like you don't have anything when your spouse leaves you which totally i have been there fine like figure something out that's fun for you and pursue it like the plague
1: yeah have, I mean have hobbies have your own interests like
0: but that's where i was like, don't
1: base your happiness on your spouse like base it out of, out of yourself and who you are and how you're living your life, that you're living your life based on principles that you believe in rather than like seeking happiness from your spouse or your job or money or I guess church or anything like that.
0: That was kind of blunt. I was just trying to say like, after I had K- James and George, I felt like, like I didn't have any friends cause they had all moved away and I had moved away and I didn't have any hobbies because I, everything kind of died when I had babies and dedicated like eight months of my life to keeping these infants alive. So when I came out of it, I felt like the only thing I had was a ba- my baby and Dallin and like it's nicer now in a house. Cause I can like have a garden. It was just really hard in an apartment to find things to do when Dallin had the car a lot of the time and we lived in an apartment and it was just kind of like surrounded by a parking lot. And then next to a highway, like there wasn't a lot to do. So Like I felt like Dallin was my only thing. So when he tried to do things for him, it was like I suffered because I just didn't have anything, which wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just a product of our situation. So I've just been in a place where I've been like finding things. So Dallin's not my only thing. And I think by having things, you inherently give each other space. Things meaning like I work out or I garden or... I try and make other friends. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, And again, like, don't, um, I guess, what are your expectations? Like, uh, are you expecting the other person to, like, do all these things for you? Or are you just, uh, or can you get rid of some of your expectations to make you happy? Because if they don't meet your expectations, then you just resent them. But if you don't have expectations and just love and work together and come up with systems and processes for your, to like, to run your home together. I'm assuming that they're married and live together. Then like, then you can give each other space and, and just communicate openly and freely with each other and not like need to control the other person, but just be on the same page and, and just go and do stuff. And if the other person needs some space to go do something, you're not like hold it against them. You're just like, cool. You like, you respect the other, I guess, mutual respect and friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Next question or anything else?
0: It's just hard because like when you were the one needing space, I feel like and I, it was hard for me. Because, space from what? Like when you wanted to do things, it was hard for me. Like, because, what do you
1: mean by things? I
0: don't know. Like you wanted to go to like have some down time, like after we had babies and stuff. The hard part for me, I'm not saying you weren't supposed to do that. It was just hard for me. Because it was, it was things that like, I would have usually been doing with you. Like before we got married, it was things that I would have gone with you to do. It just became like something you, like having kids makes, like, you don't want to bring a baby to snowboarding. So then it's like, if you want to go snowboarding, you have to go alone and then I stay home. Or like, if I want to do something, I have to go alone and you stay home with the baby. Um, it was just, that was my hard thing. Like I wanted to do things together and it was hard that we had to like do them separately. That was hard for me because they were things that we used to have so much fun doing together. I don't know. I didn't want space from you. I wanted space from my kids, but then also I didn't at the same time.
1: You, like, wanted a babysitter, but you didn't want a babysitter.
0: I just wasn't in a place where I, we could, A, afford a babysitter. That was before my family moved back. Or, B, like, leave very long because I was nursing. So, like, we couldn't really even do. Like, I could never have gone snowboarding or to a concert or, like, bike riding with you. Like, those are all things I, like, we would have had so much fun doing together, you know?
1: So did you, like, so if I were to go do those by myself, if I wanted to, like... What did that, how did that make
0: you? You just, it was just kind of like a stab in the heart.
1: If I ever did something, no, not if you
0: ever did anything. It was just hard to get left behind. If when I usually would have been able to go,
1: you hate when I just expect that you'll be okay watching the kids.
0: No, it's not that. It's, I hated not being able to go, like to do the things that I love doing with you, that you love to do the things that i used to do with you and not being able to go after having a baby yeah it's not like a self i wasn't feeling selfish it was like sad for me that i couldn't go
1: lots of changes after you have kids so anyways i hope that we answered that question somewhat um and that it applied i feel like we might need a lot more context but um just like just do it yeah okay next question what made you decide to start a youtube channel
0: I feel like we just, did we already go over that?
1: Uh, yeah. So Roshana, go back and listen to a lot of other podcasts and we talk about that a whole bunch. So, uh, go check it out. Big Little Life with the Dashleys and Taking Sides, a marriage podcast. I mean, I can be frank really fast. Really fast. 30 seconds. Dallin
0: and I were really good at making videos and we already made videos of our family a lot. Like. We were wedding, wedding videographers, and we would make lots of fun holiday videos of our family. Or if we did something fun, we would make really cute, high-quality videos of our adventure. And I met someone who told me that they were YouTubers and vloggers, and that they were doing what we were already doing, and they were supporting themselves and their family. And they were able to work from home and to be with their family more because of it. And that is when I just like hit the pavement running towards that goal because I I had like been praying for so long to find something that Dallin and I could do together and we could be with our kids more and we could just support ourselves because we were super poor, like barely getting by in school, working at weddings and working another job. And I was like, well, I had just quit teaching, so that was really hard on our income. So I was looking for a hobby and we were already good at making videos and we were already doing it. And it was just, someone told me where I could put the videos we were making. And that's when we started uploading them to YouTube. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even know about YouTube hardly. Did you ever? No, like, I knew I nothing. just used it to watch like Taylor Swift music videos. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had no idea. And like we met some people that kind of opened our eyes to the possibility and we're like, wow, we're really good filmmakers. We enjoy doing it. We could tell some fun stories. And We and were we just, just already
0: it. doing it was the thing. Like, yeah. And it was just, you know, you could potentially support your family if you just uploaded them to YouTube mm-hmm. and that's where we started.
1: Yep. Okay. I tell the story of when you got Luna.
0: Of when I got should we, Luna? How many
1: more should we do? Should we do three more and counting okay. this one? Okay.
0: I don't even know. I think I had like, I've always had a dog. I've always loved dogs and I was just really lonely because my family was in Georgia and my friends were all graduating BYU and moving away from Utah. And I was just in Salt Lake with Dallin while he was at school. Just
1: boring old Dallin.
0: No, like you worked <laughs> a lot. I'm just kidding. Like, I was
1: gone at school and work. Yeah.
0: Like how Dallin like craves to play the drums. I crave to like be around my pet. Like I just love, I don't know. Anyways, I just kept, I don't know. Like we just decided to get one. I think probably because I cried or something that you were like, sure, let's get a talk. Yep. Um, Ashley
1: just had this strong yearning for a puppy and thought it would be cute. So I was like, okay.
0: And we got, we just found Luna. In Ashley looked on KSL.com.
1: Yeah. And found a really cute one that tugged at Ashley's heartstrings. And so we went and saw Luna and knew that she was the one. Bought the cute little Luna for how much? Like four, six hundred bucks.
0: It was super traumatic for me because I hadn't. So, like, I had had, like, a beloved pet who I had, like, who had died. And I, like, it takes me, like, five years to become ready to, like, have another pet. So it was, like, this happy, traumatic thing of moving on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm such a fragile, like, emotional basket case. (laughs) Um, But we just, my mom had an Australian Shepherd, and I really thought they were beautiful dogs, and they were good dogs. And so we just picked out Luna. It's not really like a crazy story.
1: Yeah, we just got it. Okay. Um, what religion are you? We are members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, more commonly known as Mormons. Okay. What, uh, let's see. Did you see yourself being here five years ago?
0: Not five years ago, but two years ago.
1: Yeah. Five years ago, we saw ourselves as being world premier wedding videographers and photographers. That was kind of the dream
0: yeah slash anything we were kind of still searching
1: five years ago we were just married so yeah. man we were just like still deciding going to school we probably five years ago just barely bought our first camera and we're like how are we going to pay this off let's let's try Start to get a few pictures. gigs and try to shoot a wedding or two to to, to like pay ourselves That's back what for this camera we
0: wanted a nice camera <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with us we were like very what's the word? Like we were just certain that someone would hire us to film their wedding so that we could pay for this camera.
1: Yeah. So we, I mean, we had a, a few friends want us to take their pictures. And we we're like, we'll do it for 30 bucks. So like I had a few shots on our little profile online and then somebody hired us to do their wedding and we were like, wow, okay, let's do this. So 300 bucks, like so cheap for a wedding photographer and we did it and then after that it just kind of blew up and we've
0: always been it was really fun. Yeah. So
1: like uh, shortly after that we envisioned us as being like we had these goals on our wall of being like worldwide like traveling wedding video destination wedding videographers and just being like the best in the world. That was the goal 5 years ago yeah. or close to 5 years ago.
0: We could have done it. We just decided we didn't want to do it anymore.
1: It was so freaking stressful. Weddings are so stressful. It's very rewarding and fun. There's a fun parts to it, but just Always being on your toes for like eight hours. Schedule is always behind. Um, All these once in a lifetime moments that only happen once that you have to be ready for and super stressed to be like in the right position with audio running and like cameras running in order to capture it perfectly. And it's just a lot going on. So that's, as you can imagine, was very stressful. And I decided that I didn't want to pursue that full time because it's also not scalable. It's one-to-one. You can't like make one video and serve a whole bunch of brides. It's just one video for one bride, one video for one bride. And uh, we saw this as something scalable. So that's another cool reason why we wanted to do this. And your business, little bit of business advice, should ideally be something you can scale without like tons more effort.
0: I feel like people listening to this might have a lot of questions about like the business of YouTube.
1: And there were a lot. I was I was just scrolling ahead to see what more people were asking. A lot of people asked, how do you make money doing this?
0: we're still figuring that out <laughs> we just went to CVX and like sat enraptured through like hours of teaching of
1: training yeah uh, uh, i mean sh- long story short the ads that you see in the videos please don't like swipe away or click away from them or <laughs> skip them like that is right there first and foremost That's how we make money literally so how we like, make money thank you thank you so much for sticking through the ads on facebook they happen at one minute and or like right around the one minute mark and um youtube they happen right away and sometimes sometimes there are ads throughout the video too so like thank you so much to the people who say that they watch the ads for us because like it's just it it really is how we make money and we get a little bit of money every time you watch an ad
0: like we just like i don't know if this is true but we like to think that watching our videos is something that you enjoy to do and that makes you happy and we try to make the best family like the most authentic real like high quality family vlog that we can um kind of as that's like our service like how some people fix cars or some people i don't know like go to the office like that's what we do and we We are
1: a mini like media company (laughs) a mini media entertainment company Uh uh-huh and the films that we create are just of ourselves (laughs) So it's like, there's Nickelodeon, there's Cartoon Network, there's ESPN, and, and then, then there's, there's the Dash list. List, And we make videos. And just like they all get paid for like ads between like the commercial breaks, we get paid for the ads on the videos. So that's first and foremost. Um, sponsors on our videos every once in a while. Thank you so much to like sponsors. And I hope you guys see them in the right light. I know it, it might take away from something for a little bit, but we always try to make them fun, make it interesting and only partner with sponsors that we think that you might be interested in as well that like align with our audience um so that is another way that we like support that our work is supported and um we're about to get ads on our website which is really exciting so that'll like more ads will be on our website soon so if you're looking for more ways to support us you can go click through pages on our website
0: yeah but the podcast we don't want to like tell you to do that or no anything. that's illegal
1: really cool just like sincerely if you're interested go check out our website and soon there will be ads on it and we and uh thank you.
0: So the thing about making money from vlogs is that it's very fickle. Um it depends on an audience and it depends on whether or not the platform like YouTube or Facebook favors you or thinks that you're worth monetizing. Um so we've been trying really hard to That's
1: why we've been pushing to get like partner with an ad company for our website cuz yeah. we own our website. Like nobody can take it from us. YouTube and Facebook are our bosses right now.
0: So if you are looking into starting some sort of business with YouTube or Facebook or a podcast or a website, like we recommend and a lot of people recommend who are in the business to have multiple streams of income. So there's a website, but with your website, there's also a YouTube channel. And with your YouTube channel, there's also like a podcast or an Instagram, like just as many streams of revenue as you can. So you're not just depending on one. Um, that would be my advice. And maybe something on the side, like we did wedding videos for a long time. I don't know. Just little tidbits.
1: That's good. Don't Those depend really on one advice. thing. Yeah, diversify. Okay. Let's go Um, a lot of repeat questions.
0: Is did this-
1: Dallin go on a mission and to where? I Okay. Served a so mission. last question.
0: right? This is the last question.
1: It is the last question.
0: Okay. So a mission, I think a lot of churches do missions. A mission is where like, um, anyone honestly can serve a mission, whether you're married or whether you're single or whether you're young, the youngest you can be in our church to serve a mission is 18 or 19. And then lots of older couples or older single people go, um, you're just it's like missions in other churches there's a lot of service you are sent somewhere so you don't get to choose where you go you um let the church leaders know that you'd like to serve a mission and then they decide where to send you and you just are willing to go wherever they send you so Dallin, when he was 19 we call it putting in your papers that's like the phrase mm-hmm. um let his like, so i send
1: in my i met with my like church leaders and I filled out my application to serve a mission and you send them in to church headquarters. And then there, one of the apostles of the church, like they're just like Jesus said, 12 apostles, there's 12 apostles of the church today. And one of them is assigned over like assigning mission calls. There's thousands that go out every week across like all the the worldwide church. And so I finally got mine back and all my friends came over to my house and like had people on the phone and everything. And it was videotaped and I opened my letter and it was from like the prophet, president of the church, like extending me a mission call. Super cool. It's like a big defining moment in everybody's life that serves a mission and it said, "Dear Elder Seely, you are hereby called to serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You are assigned to labor in the Ohio Columbus mission, and your speaking your language will be Spanish. You will be teaching the gospel in the Spanish language." And I just remember just being so excited. I didn't really know what to think. I was like Spanish in Ohio. <laughs> and so, but there's tons of Spanish speakers there, just like everywhere. <laughs> I was just, shows a little bit of ignorance on my part. And so, yeah, I went to Ohio for two years and it ended up being the first year I I spoke Spanish and like the Spanish congregations and talked to the friends of the Spanish members who were interested in learning more about the church. And then the second half of the year, I was like in more leadership positions. And because the majority of the missionaries there were English speaking, I was in English speaking areas. And I still, every once in a while, when I met a Spanish speaking person, I would get really excited and talk to them in Spanish. And it was just really amazing two years of my life. I learned so much about, like I came closer to my savior. I learned a lot about the scriptures. I just learned a lot about who I am. I learned a lot from my mission president and his wife, really look up to them and it was just a really special two years and I encourage everybody to find a way that they can like dedicate, like get outside themselves and serve in some capacity. It doesn't have to be for a solid two years, but it was just, I was really happy getting outside of myself and serving others. So I it was really happy, fun, like rewarding, very hard, very arduous time of my life, but also very rewarding. Cool. All right. That wraps it up. Ash, that was fun. Thanks, you guys. We should do this more often. There were so many questions that we didn't get to, and it's just a few hours. So we should do this more often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Go check out, again, go check out our new podcast, Taking Sides, The Marriage Podcast. You can search that anywhere. It's on all podcast platforms. And please leave us a review and subscribe if you haven't yet. That really and helps us out. And write us an email. And write us an email. About
0: Send... if you want it featured on the podcast.
1: Yep. We have a whole bunch queued up. So join the queue and be on one of our next podcasts just telling us uh, some funny aspect of your marriage or something that you're going through right now a little disagreement that you're having something that would be podcast worthy that we can talk about that you might appreciate our input on or again input of a special guest and send that to taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com cool okay thanks guys have a good one